0: to tears Maybe we're gonna get so high at the end of the day Remember the days When we were close to the end And we wonder How it made it through Hey guys welcome back into the Down podcast uh, I really wanted to start with a, a, a song um that never fails to, to put a smile on my face um regardless of the internal state you know it was the lighthouse family high um uh, I would invite you all to yeah, pop it on at some point and just read the lyrics as the song plays um you know, the, the, the way that I like to sum up, especially just that introduction piece there, um, is kind of don't give up five minutes before the miracle happens. Um, and it's a very powerful saying that I heard during some deep times, um, and, and I really stuck with it. Um, because I, I, the way that I think about things on, on a psychological level is, is you know, that the, the smallest change in a variable can have um, a very big ripple effect um, you know, I guess it's like if you're skimming, skimming a stone in water and the, the, the small skim and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it can help create, you know, different circles of waves and so forth like that. Um, or the domino effect would be another analogy that you can, can allude towards. Um, but, yeah, just just never give up five minutes before that miracle will happen. You know, no matter how deep and um, dark something may feel, um, there's always an opportunity um, to try one thing different, and sometimes that's all it takes—is one thing different can have that knock-on effect. Um, so yeah, yeah it's such a such a great song, song to start with. Um, and really, the purpose of today's podcast is just a, a short reflection. Um, on Tuesday just gone, Sam Lemon uh, had managed to wonderfully sort out uh, a guest speaker for us, um, and we had you know some questions that were asked on there uh, and answered um and and, you know we had a number of you turn up as well which is absolutely fantastic um and for those people that that couldn't be there um i thought it'd be quite nice just for me to do uh, a recap so dave was from anxiety uk um and he just took out half hour of his time um to share a little bit about what anxiety uk can do in its terms of its level of support um but also specifically um speak about what anxiety is and some tools and techniques Um, that are available to to help support Um, and some of the things that he he spoke about was you know that that there were the the, the physical symptoms um, there were the psychological symptoms and then there were behavioral uh, anxiety as well Um, and within that he, he kind of alluded towards that there is no one answer for what anxiety is or what it looks like per person um, it can manifest in different ways. Um, some people, you know, it, it can lead into a panic attack, uh, which quite often uh, mimics what we perceive as a heart attack. Um, so you can imagine the level of trauma there. And, and I've shared from personal experience, i had suffered with panic attacks before and uh, before, and when he shared that, you know, it, it took me straight back to the first time i had had one. Um, and you know, uh, I was in the middle of uh, King's Cross and I hit the floor. Um, and I really thought that that was it. It was game over. And, and you know, the ambulance was called and stuff like that. Um, and it was really out of nowhere and nothing. It was just stress at the time um, that had brought something like that on. And I, I'd never experienced that before as a, as a, as a, as a human. I'd, I'd always been a, a leader. Um, You know, I've been an advanced reader in primary school, so I was very good at reading books, Um, you know, going into um, beavers, cubs and scouts. I was always sixer and seconder. Whenever I played football, I was always captain. Um, I developed into chairman of football clubs at university. I was head boy, delivered speeches to to the queen's daughter and so forth like that. Um, And you kind of don't realise that those things can um, attack anyone. You know, it's just depending on the the body's tolerance level towards stress and we can all perceive stress in different ways. Um, Situations that I don't find stressful, someone else may find stressful. Um, So like public speaking, uh, as much as I I always get nervous, um, my heart always races um, and my mouth goes dry and I get all those general symptoms. um, I know as soon as I start talking, Everything will be okay, and one word will lead into the next, which will lead into a, a, a conversation and questions and answers and the delivery of a story that I had pre-planned because my nerves allow me to pre-plan things. Um, whereas someone else that that might be too stressful for them and it can kick kickstart kick start something like a panic attack. So I'm always aware of things like that. Um, but he was sharing the physical symptoms, obviously the psychological symptoms, the sort of thought patterns around things, and then the behavioural anxiety. Um, which is just how people behave um, in, in in general um, he alluded towards uh, withdrawal so like when you're taking yourself away from situations as well because of the ideas in and around anxiety um, yeah it was a it was a very interesting reflection that he he was sharing about it and um, He went on to speak about some of the things that, you know, you you can do. And I will self-touch on these in a little bit. But he spoke about, you know, being outside in in nature or, you know, if we do live in the city, just taking that moment to go to a garden if you're blessed enough to have one or um, things that I do every single morning as I I like to to grab my my coffee on the balcony. Um, There's the rustle of the the, the trees from the wind. There's the cars going past. It's an opportunity just to breathe, um, take a moment to myself Rather than putting myself into um, a technology-based environment, or you know, and that's a stressor within itself. Uh, I don't want to digress too far, but you know that there, there are studies into blue light technology, um, and so blue light tends to stem from mobile phones, computers, and so forth, uh, which, when it's once received within the body, um, signal certain pathways to activate um and that kind of has a uh, there's a clear distinction between daylight and evening and if you're receiving too much blue light it's stimulating too many hormonal responses in one direction so there isn't uh, an equilibrium or balance towards homeostasis within the body so rather than fulfilling that taking a seat outside and doing some grounding he also spoke spoke about the the link between the gut microbiome um so you uh, microbiome within the stomach, the different bacterias, um, and how that links directly into the HPA axis into the brain, um, which kind of links in towards when I did the video a few weeks ago about food and mood. That was my my understanding behind it is the, the, the gut-brain axis, um, but rather than delve too far into the science, it's just easy to share food and mood because... Um, if you observe your tolerance levels, your irritability, your fidgetiness—all these things are just feedback mechanisms. You know, it's like a diagnostic to make a better decision off the back of it. You're aware of what things are um, and what things need improving. Then you can you can take that direction there as well. Um, and and it kind of led on to some interesting questions as well. Um, and you know, they were they were um, more in alignment with like what can you do if you know anxiety sets in. Um, uh, Dave shared about some breathing techniques Um, I'm a a big believer in in breathing in for 4, holding for 4 and then I'll breathe out for 4 and wait for 4 so it's just a cycle of 4, it's box breathing, can be done for 5 seconds Um, but the ability to uh, just control the breath work can help change and centralise your focus point um, from what the anxiety threat is in towards I'm now solely on my breathing technique um, and you can look on YouTube for, for breathing techniques there's a million and one videos no doubt um, on those or you can reach out to me one of my questions was um, relating to uh, the increase um, if there was an increase uh, of calls during uh, COVID-19 and uh, I think he said the calls had increased per day uh, over two hundred percent when they did, did their analysis. So that's a, that's a lot, and it's showcasing what um, lockdown is doing for on a psychological, physiological, and an emotional level. Because everyone's getting different responses from from this, and it isn't just the lockdown; it's the um, understanding of coronavirus, the awareness, and everything that's gone along. Um, ever since, you know, the, the, the back end of March is where it heightened for us, obviously. Um, and and yeah, you know, he was just sharing that, you know, all, all the same tools and techniques are available, but it is different per person. Um, he, he shared about, you know, medication, um, the link within depression as well. Um, and, and, you know, obviously he shared there are a host of tools on the Anxiety website, the Anxiety UK website. So I'll post a link to that when I post this Uh, podcast and I'll put it in the description below Um, and that kind of then got me thinking a little bit deeper into managing anxiety um, which can often accompany depression as well you know it's uh, the two aren't aren't, you know exclusive from each other Um, but around about you know over 60 percent of major depressions are are accompanied um, by varying levels of anxious feelings and behavior Uh, these symptoms you know they they can be diagnosed I guess as uh Generalized uh, anxiety disorder, panic disorder, uh, OCD, so obsessive compulsive disorders, and alongside that as well, you might have um, uh, PTSD, so post traumatic stress disorder. So if anyone's had a, a traumatic event, um, then you know the brain can get caught in somewhat of a loop and relive those memories. Um, at a point of receiving a stimulus strong enough to activate those. Um, And, you know, there are different things that can be done. So obviously Dave, you know, shared in his conversation about some of the things, um, one of the things, one of the routes that I didn't go down, but, you know, I I know a number of people have uh, been strong enough to share this and it's definitely valid. Um, I always share, go back to your, you know, or go to your GP uh, and start the communication process um but the the medications are are one thing um you know and and we've got different types uh, i guess that the the medical world can um you know produce depending on what your symptomology are we all have different tolerance and response levels um and i guess the one the one thing that that i always get worried about um, is any type of physical dependence towards a substance i guess that was always my big block in my head um or you know if you Titrate off of it. Um, do do the symptoms return? Um, but nonetheless, you only know by going down different paths and, and trying. You know, being your own scientist, so to speak. Um, and, and you know, they're often um, there as a as a short term opportunity um, to control symptoms, while you you work in tandem with um, uh, other systems that can help support anxiety as well. So it's it's always worth you know having that chat with the GP about your about your medication or any medication that you may wish to do. Uh, one area that I'm a big proponent of is obviously is uh, exercise, but also by the same token of exercise is the ability to relax as well. Um, you know, anxiety clearly has a has a physical component, um, and different techniques for relaxing the body are important as part of any 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 uh, treatment plan, I guess. You may have different breathing techniques as Dave shared earlier on. Um, you could work on progressive muscle relaxation. So the ability to contract really, really squeeze tightly and then let go for three, for two, for one. So teaching different body parts to relax different muscle groups. Um, and That can help support um, any physical tension as well. Uh, as psychological because you're having to focus on a singular point when contracting so hard. Um, And, you know, different mental health uh, practitioners, so if anyone's receiving CBT or interested in it, um, no doubt they have a a long list of techniques available. Um, And then just general exercise, so not even anything specific, um, has the ability to to directly impact your your physiological conditions that may underlie the anxiety. Uh, It can teach the body to tolerate stress more frequently. Um, And if we don't have the same response to stress, then there's less likely to have anxiety or panic in and around that. Um, you know we can help reduce skeletal muscle tension Um, we can metabolize excess adrenaline you know the adrenaline is obviously what is high during the anxiety levels Um, so we're supporting the body to uh, you know change its um, chemical structure or hormonal balance as well through that I also shared about CBT um, you know cognitive uh, behavioral therapy It's, it's a style of psychotherapy Um, And it has the ability to alter the anxious self-talk and those internal conversations that we have, which lead to mistaken beliefs um, and giving that body that anxiety producing messages. Um, An example of this, it could be, you know, a question that you ask yourself, what if I have an anxiety attack when I'm uh, talking at work or when I'm on public transport, for instance, and that loop there is more likely to uh, put you in a position that, that our anxiety can become more rife uh, and less controllable. So the idea behind it is by overcoming negative self-talk, um, you, you can look to alleviate um, that loophole uh, and changing um, that conversation into uh, more beneficial internal conversations or you know uh, positive counter-statements um, you know, it's okay. I can feel anxious, but I can still take the public transport. Um, you can further compound this, you know, with the, the Milton Erickson style uh, communication, which I learned in my NLP days, actually, um, which is looking to compound it with further beneficial communications. Um, so I, it's okay. I feel anxious. Um, But I can still take the public transport. I'm aware that I've got my breathing techniques. And when I solely focus on my breathing techniques, uh, it allows me to stay in control of the current state that I'm in. When I'm in control and I've taken the right steps, I feel more peaceful. Do I feel more peaceful? I feel more peaceful now. That's fantastic. So those kind of internal conversations, uh, and you can even probably tell by my style and tone of voice, as I went through it myself I, I eased off and relaxed a little bit more rather than having to, to think about the next thing that I'm saying to stay focused in in relation to the conversation I'm currently uh, sharing with you guys um, you know and, and some deeper thoughts you know is 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 people get caught in the, the trap of feeling powerless um, you know life is dangerous uh, it's so it's it's not okay to show my feelings so if we choose to replace these beliefs or empowering truths Um, it can help heal the roots of the anxiety. Um, And, you know, I I can delve a little bit deeper probably into cognitive, uh, more distortions uh, at a later stage as well. Uh, And then the last one that I wrote down um, is monitoring your diet and nutrition. So, you know, just delving a bit deeper into what Dave shared. um, To Dave? (laughs) Dave shared. um, Looking at things like stimulants, um, caffeine, nicotine, they, they can aggravate things. Um, you know, you only know once you've titrated off or taking them away for a period of time. But always bearing in mind that if you have, a, if you have an, an adaptive tolerance, so if you're used to them, um, going cold turkey on anything will also have its downfalls. So you know, if you're someone who drinks four cups of coffee a day, um, you, you you cut down right. I'm going to drop down to two for the next two weeks. See how I feel. One for the following week. Um, can I drop that down to half a cup or can I switch to a decaffeinated method? And just giving yourself that time and space to realise how you do or don't feel in those situations. Um, but once once they're increased and, and, you know, nicotine is another one, um, as, as, I, as I'm not a smoker, I can't you know, delve personally through it. Um, but they, they can lead um, to a greater chance of having anxiety or panic attacks. Um, There are certain food additives and colorings and sensitivities uh, and chemicals that are on foods as well, which can agitate the nervous system. Um, So, you know, maybe speaking out to or reaching out to speak to someone um, from a a nutritional context as well uh, may have its benefits for you. and, you know, you can look at different different supplements as well, which uh, have been uh, purported to, to helping or, or different, you know, uh, nutritional herbs, um, things like GABA, your, your, your B vitamins, uh, things like chamomile, a very relaxing lavender. Uh, and they've all been shown to calm the nervous system as well. So if you're suffering from an anxiety disorder disorder. Um, you may want to to look around locally and see, or just search online. Is nutrition and anxiety, and is there anyone that can help support that in there? I think there's many different avenues and tangents that can that can you know uh, be gone on from this generalized conversation. But just recapping, really, you know, Dave obviously shared some key information, and we was able to ask some questions as a man down London group. Um, but you know things like medication, exercise, relaxation, alongside breathing, uh, CBT. Uh, and monitoring your diet and nutrition are some great places to start um, if you're feeling uh, consistently anxious um, and also reaching out on the group as well because we're always there to to support Um, you may reach out and see that there's many different methods that people uh, respond with Um, I always believe in the TOTE method which is to test, operate, test and exit so I would choose one thing Say I just decided uh, if I was in an anxious state, I might choose breathing. So breathing is the one thing I'm going to focus on. I'm going to test it in the different situations that come up throughout the day and the week ahead. So I operate it. Um, I then retest it just to ensure that it works. So when I feel anxious, does my breathing increase or decrease or keep it the same? If it decreases it, then it's a fantastic tool. I know it works and then I can exit. That one thing may change other variables, it may change other outcomes and factors, or it may mean that it becomes part of the tool package as I add other things to my support mechanisms as well. So that's really my share for this week. Um, We're going to hopefully get back to some more interviews next week. So you guys always remember, if you want to come in, chew the fat, share your story um, in and around men's mental health Uh, or anything that you may be doing um, that can show support in that area as well, Um, then this podcast is here for you, so reach out to myself, Stephen Callis, or Sam Lemon, who is also the main admin driver of the group. Uh, And beyond that, you know, just as I started, I would always share, go and have a little listen, Lighthouse family. The song is called High, put the lyrics on the screen, breathe to it if you can, Um, and just de-stress, and let's continue to enjoy the day. Um... And celebrate the things that are going fantastic for us because uh, each and every day is a fantastic opportunity and don't give up five minutes before the miracle starts take care guys and i'll see you all very soon ciao, ciao.